and welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1950s sitcom, 1950s? 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 We're going back the, two decades. The hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ethan. <laughs> oh my god, what a dumbass I am. <laughs> Vanessa, I don't have much to say on this topic. I just wanted to share that I found the Mash Wiki fan page. Which I think we should use more as a like resource for this show. Just a little, little side note. <laughs> but it's wonderful. It has all this information. And it's very like cutely designed. It's got a good layout. And I just want to highlight that this page is called Monster Mash. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoever decided that, I want to marry you. <laughs> That's amazing. Glorious decision. I love wiki pages. Same, so do I. If you need to know anything about, like, one character that was ever introduced in, like, three Mm -hmm. seconds of any episode of any TV show, the wiki page is just, it's amazing. I love it. Thank you to whoever updates the wiki pages. I I can't imagine the dedication that goes into maintaining a fandom wiki page. It's honestly glorious. And our salute is to you. Our, our dear friends at the MASH wiki page. I hope you like this show if you ever find it. Yeah, this episode is dedicated to you. Thanks. <laughs> so do you want to get into the episode a little bit? Yeah, let's uh, let's just get into it. Because this episode is... Uh, we have a lot to say on this one. So let's not sure. waste a lot of time talking about other stuff that no one cares about. <laughs> let's just get right into the good stuff. Let's talk about this episode here. So this episode was called Sticky Wicket, and after making fun of Frank for being just a really bad doctor, as he is, the tables turn on Hawkeye because one of his patients isn't recovering after a particularly hard surgery, and then fixing the young soldier, like finding out what's wrong with him, just quickly becomes an obsession for Hawkeye, and it's a great, great episode. I loved this one. This one was great. Maybe... I don't. I just want to say that this one reminded me most of like a House episode, and I mm-hmm. love House. Um, that's one of my all-time favorite TV shows. It's a little problematic here and there, but that <laughs> that show's pretty fantastic. So I love to see Hawkeye kind of delve into this kind of obsession and kind of need to be a good doctor, the way that that House would be. Um, it was like a really interesting and compelling story for the short episode. Yeah, for sure. And like, you can definitely see the parallels between House and Hawkeye in this episode. And even just the kind of the structure of it too. Uh, the structures of the two shows are completely different, but it's very similar in this episode. And I think it was really, really well done. Yeah, this was, this was very cool. This is very different than what a lot of them tend to be. Um, yeah. normally the the doctor aspect of the show is more background noise like they mm-hmm. don't really focus on being a medical drama but this one was like straight up medical show that happens to take place in the military where usually that's like the other way around like yeah. usually it's more military comedy that happens to be centered around doctors yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. Uh, do you, So do you want to get into the just the plot of the episode a little bit more? Yeah, of course. If I ever say no to that, you you know I've been replaced. 
<laughs> One thing that I just wanted to note before we actually get into the whole storyline is that did you notice that they reused some scenes from the f- like the title sequence? You mean like the helicopters? Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, notice that? Yeah, they totally reused that shot. One hundred. I thought that was so funny. I thought that was hysterical. I loved seeing that too. Listen, man, helicopters are expensive. And like, if you already have a shot of helicopters coming over the horizon, they're not going to look that different day to day. So why not just reuse it? For sure. Like, I definitely, if we ever have a TV show, if we ever make a TV show, (laughs) there's going to be a lot of reused shots. (laughs) We're just going to reuse 75% of it like an old Sailor Moon cartoon (laughs) or anime, excuse me. (laughs) So basically the main conflict almost of the episode starts right away after the initial OR scene and it's Hawkeye kind of just berating Frank. Frank says to Hawkeye you know what what's your problem with me essentially and Hawkeye just lays it all out on the table he's like you're arrogant you're mean to the nurses you're not a good doctor you had to ask for help three different times in when we were in the OR just now and He's saying it kind of publicly, like they're in the mess tent, so everyone's around. And I really felt like Hawkeye was kind of justified in this. I don't think that he went about it the best way, but he's pointing out that Frank is a jerk and he's really arrogant as a doctor and he's not even that good of a doctor. He walks around like he's, you know, king shit essentially (laughs) and he had to ask for help which means that they had to then take away time from their patients or not start on another patient and then to help frank who then is like i'm the best doctor ever so i thought that hawkeye was justified but i don't think he did it as tactfully as he could have and i do think that he was kind of wrong for doing it like this so what did you think about this whole scene Yeah, this was a very interesting way to kind of begin the episode because it does start in the OR with kind of the usual like making fun of Frank while things are happening. But then when this uh, mess tent scene kind of follows that, it does demonstrate that this was kind of more serious than it usually is. Usually it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like brushed off. But this, it's the focus and like given like real weight of like, Hawkeye is just done like he is just done with Frank and they're only you know we're still pretty early on in the show and again like most things with Frank I'm like all right how are we gonna push this for the remainder of how long Frank is on the show like I feel like we're already kind of reaching the limit of like how these interactions with Frank can go because Hawkeye is very like blunt and very upfront during (laughs) all of this um, yeah. So I'm just like, what is the escalation after this? Also, I have to note that during the scene, because they're in the mess tent, they're eating, and they make a joke about how uh, how Radar can just swallow the food like there's no tomorrow. Like, he's the <laughs> only one who actually enjoys any of it. But anyway, what I need to mention is that Alan Alda clearly has actual food, like, in his teeth as yes. he's talking. And I thought that was so bizarre. Like, I've never honestly seen that before of, like, an actor in a scene, at least in a TV show, like, actually eating the food and it's sticking in their mouth. Like, I was like, this is kind of gross, but it's also realistic because, like, that's how that actually happens. (laughs) 
Yeah, I noted that too. I was like, Alan Alda basically has food hanging out of his mouth in this scene, and it's I was kind of gross. Out. Yeah, because you like see chewed food. It was a close up on Alan Alda's face in this scene, and I was like, yikes, that's really gross. I'm but like, also, some of it was green. I was like, this yeah. is very strange. <laughs> I felt like a little bit of this scene was probably ad libbed a, a bit because I don't know if you it, there. It was a very like throwaway line, but as Hawkeye was kind of gearing up to just kind of take Frank down verbally. <laughs> he says, give me some salt. I can still taste this, meaning the food. So I feel like yeah. I feel like him chewing the food was like ad-libbed a little bit. I could definitely be wrong, but I, I, that's, that's just what it seemed like to me because no one would, I feel like no one would have directed Alan Alda to eat as much as he did while he was delivering those lines if it wasn't just him doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, Al Nalda's a champ. He's a, you know, he's a, he's one to go the extra mile for, for certain <laughs> things. Maybe he was just a big advocate of like, no, no, no. I need food in my mouth at this exact moment. Otherwise, it won't be real, man. <laughs> it was realistic, I'm not going to lie. So basically, uh, Frank does not take this very well. So Margaret basically calls this whole meeting and... Hawkeye and Henry and Radar and Margaret are all there and Frank apparently wants this apology from Hawkeye because he berated him publicly and he wants him to publicly apologize and I didn't think that that was like necessary because it wasn't like super public but that's just me. This is very much just kind of getting the the plot going like this is just more setting up that this berating is more than usual, that it was something that, like, has more significance than the usual kind of throwaway mm -hmm. uh, lines that they have. But I did like Hawkeye's integrity in this scenario <laughs> where he's like, yeah, I could apologize, but, like, I'm not going to because I don't believe in that. Like, I believe in what I said. And, you know... We respect anyone who uh, who believes what they say. Yeah, and again, like, he wasn't wrong. Like, you can't even fault Hawkeye for saying what he said because everything he said was absolutely true. It was just done in a very mean way. <laughs> so I understand Frank wanting an apology, but I also don't think he deserved one either. So, like, I don't I know. Mean... I, I felt very weird about this. <laughs> It would be an extreme scenario for him to actually deserve an apology. And, like, even in the more extreme scenarios, like, going back to the episode where they stole his blood, he that like, <laughs> that's the one where he brushes it off, but, like, this time, when he's slightly embarrassed at the <laughs> cafeteria table, the high school cafeteria table, essentially, uh, it's when he's like, they've gone too far! Like, th this is pretty mild offense in terms of everything <laughs> they've done to you. My man, Mr. Burns. <laughs> yeah, it was it was objectively not the worst thing that Hawkeye has done to Frank. So <laughs> I can't wait to wear in like season five or whatever and be like, all right, have they topped the blood thing yet? Like, I just <laughs> want to see that. I want to see what's the most extreme that they go. <laughs> but um, anyway, after this. Uh, it goes into a another OR scene, and this one I thought was very well handled. Like, this was kind of the indication that this is more of a medical episode than yeah. they really have been up to this point. Mm -hmm. First of all, just another thing we got to point out, every time 
that there's always these kind of beefs going on, like these kind of fighting. Houlihan is Hawkeye's like assistant in the surgery that he's performing. And she is just a complete professional, like doesn't bring it up like any of their squabbling at all, which I love. I love the professionalism that they always have as doctors. And this scene is very good. It's very serious. There's a lot of zooms. What do you think of this? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that it's really well done how they always are professional in the OR. Even though Hawkeye wasn't the most professional in the OR in the beginning scenes, and he was kind of poking fun at Frank and kind of throwing things at him, they do put it aside, especially in this scene, Margaret and Hawkeye, when there's a very intense surgery going on. I think that also Hawkeye and Margaret are just like, probably the two best like doctor and nurse there. So they are going to be together working on you know, the the most needed patients, if that makes sense. So yeah, I liked this scene a lot. And it set up for the tension in the rest of the episode very well, too. The dramatic zooms were kind of <laughs> insane. Not faulting this show at all. It's just that that language of a dramatic zoom on a sweating doctor's face has just become such like a parodied thing <laughs> where you'd see that a lot and never taken seriously. That it was kind of funny to see it done just completely unironically. These dramatic zooms on Hawkeye's face, then Houlihan's face, then ugly John's face. And you're like, whoa! (laughs) Yeah, it was very, it was very intense because you did get all three. And it was like, what is, this is, this, it felt very like 70s, like being dramatic. (laughs) And I liked it a lot. So after this OR scene, Hawkeye does save this patient, he gets the bullet out and whatnot, and then we're in post-op, and there seems to be a problem with the patient. He's sweating, he's passing a lot of urine, he has a fever, all this stuff, and Hawkeye is really alarmed because, you know, he thought that he got everything, and that kind of plays into the rest of the conflict in this episode. Yeah, um, one thing that I want to point out is that in the Sometimes You Hear the Bullet episode, the young army guy that was their patient in that episode was played by Ron Howard. And in this episode, I don't know who plays this new patient, but he also looks like Ron Howard. Like he had the same kind of red hair. And I'm like, man, they they have a type for these like young guys that you're supposed to feel bad for. And kind of along the same lines, Hawkeye even says, like, oh, what's wrong with him? Other than the fact that he should be at the movies with his girlfriend, kind of indicating that this kid is way too young to be in the war. Like, he should definitely not be here. Um, So I really liked that. So then right after that, we get this scene again in the mess tent where Hawkeye is, Hawkeye comes in to talk to Trapper, kind of bouncing ideas off of him of, like, oh, what could be wrong with this, with this kid? And Frank immediately starts in on Hawkeye. And this was definitely like below the belt for Frank. He was kind of kicking Hawkeye when he was down. I I understood why he was angry, but I thought that it was just really, really mean-spirited. This was the most callous thing yeah. that Frank has ever said. You don't say this to anyone, even if you're having like a horrible, horrible dispute with them. Because what what Frank says to uh, Hawkeye after he's having all this trouble, 
you know, he he's like, oh boy, I thought I was the bad doctor. Look at you now. Hawkeye's just like, whatever, leave me alone. I'm like not in the mood to, to spar with you right <laughs> now. And Frank just goes like, well, at least none of my patients have died this week. And that is a horrible thing to say about a, him being a doctor. How dare you say that about this like real kid who's like dying and like not doing well. Like there's a real life at stake. Hawkeye like punches him in the face and they like start fighting in the mess tent. And it was just like, yeah, dude, that is uh, that's a justified fight. Because that is not cool, my man. Even if you don't, li- if even if you have a rivalry with this guy, don't bring in this actual like kid who's dying because he might have made a mistake. Like that's a bridge too far. Yeah, I think that what Frank says is like, "Oh, I didn't kill any of my patients this week," or something like that. And I was like, "Dude, that that's that's low. That's really low." That and took me back. <laughs> you could even see because. It was a shot of Frank and Margaret sitting next to each other, very much like it was in the previous scene where Hawkeye was kind of ragging on Frank. And even Margaret was like, Frank, you know, you could see it in Mm -hmm. her face, like, stop, that's, that's really not nice at all. It's so mean. And again, like, I think that, and was it right for Hawkeye to like punch Frank? No, not really. But it also was not right for what, like, it was not right for Frank to do that. And I don't know, like, I think that, this was obviously affecting Hawkeye so much. And the difference here between Frank and Hawkeye is that Hawkeye was like really upset about this patient. Meanwhile, Frank, I feel like it would be so on brand for Frank to just be like, no, I did everything right. I know I did everything right. And meanwhile, Hawkeye is like plagued. Torn up about with, it. Yeah. With about this case. And I don't know. I just like, I think it was a juxtaposition between the two, but also like, you know, Frank was being a jerk. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye lunging at Frank to, like, fight him just was very serious. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. I do think it was justified. Like, I'm I'm not a fighter. I, I don't have a fighter spirit. But, like, yeah, in, in theory, if I was pushed to the in this scenario, like, I, I would want to, to throw a hand. Felt very much like Hawkeye was kind of in the right for doing so. Well, you don't hit people for what they say to you, but... You know. <laughs> well, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but you know what? Some people deserve to get punched in the face. <laughs> We're going to cut that out for sure. <laughs> Are we? Um, along those same lines, too, right after this scene, Hawkeye sleeps next to this patient that night. He doesn't go back to the swamp after this altercation with Frank. He sleeps next to the patient and i i thought that that was just kind of driving home the fact that this was really affecting hawkeye and hawkeye really cared about what was going on to make sure that if this patient started to like i guess code or anything like that during the night hawkeye was gonna be there for him yeah like i said this is very much like a house kind of episode where it just becomes an all-consuming obsession for him where he's like i can't do anything else other than think about how I might have screwed this up and have ruined this kid's life or like, you know, that sort of thing. And he just wants to fix him, but he doesn't know how to. And um, what they bring up later with Henry in this episode, again, like very, very much like House, examining whether it's his need to actually help someone or his need to justify his ego, which is 
just kind of more nuanced writing than I was expecting for this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is kind of interrogating Hawkeye's character in a real way. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that... So, jumping ahead a little bit to that portion of the episode, Hawkeye is super upset. Like, he's so upset he moved out of the swamp because they were talking too much. They were playing too much poker and he was just so focused on this case he couldn't have other things distracting him, essentially. Um, He didn't keep a date with a nurse. He wasn't interested in drinking. So, like, you knew something was wrong. And then Henry comes in. And kind of gives him that tough love sense of like, you need to get your ego in check. You know, you can't do this with every patient just because something's wrong here. You don't have that luxury right now, essentially. And I felt like this was like kind of out of left field. I Throughout this whole episode, I really wasn't taking it in the sense of Hawkeye was so obsessed with this case because he was feeding his ego. I felt like he was obsessed with this case because he is a good doctor and he wanted to make sure that this patient lived not so that he could prove to everybody he was a good doctor mm-hmm. or prove to himself even that he was a good doctor so but i kind of understood henry's point as well of you can't fall apart every time you have a tough case because you don't have that luxury right now even though i do think that it still makes hawkeye a good doctor it's not something that they can really accommodate for in this war time That's a very interesting point. Yeah, I don't know if I saw it as him trying to, like, fix his ego or as him being a just genuinely good, like, obsessive doctor. I think it is somewhere kind of in between. But Mm -hmm. if you take the episode kind of in its own self-contained way that you would do if you're watching this, like, week to week in the 70s, I think they do set it up as it being him getting so like defensive and obsessed with it is kind of a response to how he treated Frank. Like he he does kind of have to prove that he is not a careless doctor like Frank would be, mm-hmm. even if it is just kind of on a subconscious level. And I, I really liked Henry's like actual characterization in this episode. Because normally he's pretty, like, hands-off and, like, confrontational. And it does take a little bit to get him to, like, actually talk to Hawkeye and kind of realize that something's going on. But once he does, I feel like he is really the voice of reason in a way that he tends not to be. I I really like Henry in this one. Yeah, it reminded me of, um, again, of Sometimes You Hear the Bullet, where Henry had to tell Hawkeye, you know, you're not going to be able to save everybody, essentially. And I really, this goes to my absolute love of Henry, honestly, because as much as he is like goofy and silly and just so shouldn't be the commanding officer 90% of the time, he is insightful and like such a dad figure. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. I love I love Henry so much. <laughs> I guess we should mention some of the actual comedy in this episode <laughs> that, you know, Radar like wins a bunch of money from poker. Like he wins 800 bucks from this poker game, which is a lot of money. Like that's kind of, cr- I don't know where they're getting all this money from to spend yeah, on seriously. poker. Um, I, I do not think their army salaries were that, that big. <laughs> I was going to say as much as like, like, the army deserves like these doctors and everybody deserve at so much money i don't think that the salary is that good that they can just be blowing it but also like i don't know what does radar have to spend his money on or bet his money on he doesn't have like a wife and kids at home most of them don't i feel 
Radar just has to spend all his money trying to build that Jeep that he was trying to do a while back. <laughs> That's all Go he has back to, to do. That. Yeah, I'm, bring, that- I'm bringing in the lore this episode. I'm like <laughs> the lore master. $803 in today's money is $8,762, by the way. What? Isn't that crazy? So he That's won so like 8000 bucks. That he won almost nine thousand bucks on just poker. Crazy, insane. That's I don't have that money to throw away. So much money. Where are they getting it from? That's insane. Insane. That Insanity. Could buy you a Jeep, probably back and then. It's only like we should mention that it is only like Hawkeye, Ugly John, Trapper, and Radar mostly like playing in these games. It's not like twenty people games. <laughs> so where are they getting this money? We need answers. Tell us. <laughs> like, Alan Alda, you're on Twitter. Tweet at us. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Also, come on the podcast. Yes, please. Um, I would die if any of the remaining cast members were like, hey, I listen to Mash Mouth. I would like to be on it. I would, like, explode. I don't think that we could, like, truly, I don't think we could have, a, like, a cast member guest on this show because, like, I don't know what I would do with myself. Like, truly do not know what I would do with myself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the thought of it makes me, like, my heart start beating super fast. <laughs> so right after Henry kind of tells Hawkeye, listen, you need to get yourself together with this. Hawkeye walks out of the tent where he was staying and runs into Margaret. And Margaret tells him, like, you know, I've been thinking about this, too. So... While we've been following Hawkeye, we get the sense that this is really upsetting Margaret as well. And we just didn't see it. It was more off screen. She's like, you must have missed something. Like, could you have missed something? And Hawkeye basically is like, yeah, of course I missed something, but I don't know where it could be. I don't know what it could be. And I felt like Hawkeye was kind of being a little bit unfair to Margaret in this scene where he was like, what do you know? You weren't at like the helm of this. I was running the show here. You were just assisting, blah, 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 blah. So she was like all right good night then and then hawkeye gets this idea in his head like he's been thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it he like wakes up out of a sleep and runs to margaret's tent he's like get up get dressed like go get ugly john we're gonna operate on this kid and eventually they find this fragment in him that hawkeye had originally missed and that was such an amazing scene where Hawkeye pulls this fragment of a bullet out of the patient and Frank had walked in and where it was, I don't exactly remember where it was inside the patient, but Frank says, well, anybody could have missed that. It was like in his back or so, like a very yeah, like right? weird place for a shrapnel to kind of land. I imagine it wasn't like anywhere that they were previously operating, I believe. Yeah, so Hawkeye had made a comment to Margaret saying, you know, no, I flushed his bowels, so, like, I made sure that everything was good there, so it couldn't be there, and then it was kind of indicated that this is not where he would have checked normally, which is why Frank says anybody could have missed that, and I thought that scene was just so, so good. I absolutely loved it. Hawkeye responds thank you to Frank just very genuinely, and you can see that, like, Frank doesn't know how to respond to that. I don't know if he was confused or anything, but it was just like not processing for him that this is just a genuine thank you. (laughs) 
it's definitely not something he expected. And even even with masks on and stuff, you could kind of... I thought it was really good acting from uh, Larry Linville, too, of, like, kind of just confused about how to react and respond to this. All the eye acting in this show is kind of incredible. Like, uh, I don't know what they, they trained to do, but whenever they're in these uh, surgical masks, they're very good at just using their eyes to uh, kind of indicate what they're feeling. And yeah, this scene was very good. One thing that I wanted to mention, roll back to actually mention some of the comedy in this episode again, <laughs> is that when Hawkeye goes to Margaret and be like, hey, we gotta we gotta do this and this and this and this, and she's like, can I get dressed, blah, blah, blah. First of all, she's like covering herself like she's like indisposed, but I thought she was just wearing like a normal t-shirt. So I was like, ah, oh, this is a very 1950s sentiment of like, <laughs> I'm not wearing literally all the clothing in the world. I'm naked. But then after that, Hawkeye just runs into Margaret's tent and just says hello to Frank, who's like hiding in the closet. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I liked that he immediately knew that Frank was going to be in there. I thought that was really it was funny. pretty good. <laughs> But yeah, this seemed pretty good. Uh, I do like the resolution to it and kind of how by saying thank you to Frank that like Hawkeye did kind of apologize to him, but mm-hmm. only in so many words. And again, this is very house resolution. Uh, if you've never seen house, I apologize that we've been referencing it so much. It's just <laughs> like a medical investigation show. Dr. House wants to solve the, the cases and figure out like what's wrong with the patients, blah, blah. And it was just kind of, this episode is set up like that, where at the end of it, uh, Margaret says something kind of offhandedly to Hawkeye, and then, you know, gets Hawkeye's brain a turn in, and that's what Mm -hmm. makes him realize. And that's just kind of how every episode of House operates as well. So I'm just saying... That that uh you know my my good friend David Shore definitely cribbed notes from this episode of Mash <laughs> when he's creating House. <laughs> I don't know if Mash was really it probably definitely wasn't the first like real medical show, but you could see in this episode and episodes along the way too, of course, where like the medical mystery aspect of it seemed pretty good and like new and fresh and. I think going forward with other medical drama shows, medical mystery shows like House, like basically anything, it kind of takes this structure almost of this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this patient is not getting better, not getting better, not getting better, the main character or doctor gets like the light bulb above their head and then they save them. Typically that's how it works, that's how medical mystery shows are. But it's always compelling for some reason. You're like, always like, whoa! For sure. And even this episode with, even though it was, you know, there was comedy interspliced, it was, I wanted to know, like, what was wrong with this kid. And even in future episodes, too, it's just, it's very, like, you're on the edge of your seat. Are they going to save this person or not? And I, I really, I really thought it was well done. I loved this episode. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah, this is a very good one. It was kind of light on the comedy, I'll be real, like, this wasn't Mm -hmm. one there I was, like, laughing out loud, although there were some good lines, we'll get into that. Yeah, do you have any favorite one-layers? 
full disclosure, I don't have much trivia for this episode, but <laughs> we're going to talk about some one-liners. So do you have any favorite one-liners? So this is kind of more to do with Hawkeye's performance of the line than the actual line. Mm -hmm. But when they're in Henry's office after Frank wants this apology, Henry says something like giving this whole thing and Hawkeye is just kind of shrugging it off. And Henry's eventually like, you, you know, there's a war on, right? And Hawkeye just goes like, nothing gets past you, Henry. Like just this <laughs> very like, I, I love Alan Alda's performance so much. I think he's so good at delivering these kind of snarky things that are so, like, weirdly charming. That was probably my favorite little one-line moment. I know it wasn't, like, that funny on its own, but I, I love the, the performance of it. Yeah, because Alan Alda kind of just, like, pulls in his face and, it, like, smirks at Henry. And he's like, nothing gets past you, Henry. And I, I loved that, too. My favorite was when Hawkeye had moved out of the swamp for a little while and was in, I guess, like a... Um, the spare tent, something like that. Yeah, he was in a spare tent and he just wanted to be alone and everyone kept coming in and he was getting so annoyed. And then two people were moving this huge box in and Hawkeye says something along the lines of like, oh, I came in here to be alone and now everybody in the kitchen sink is, is in here. And he asks the two guys, what is that? And they say, a kitchen sink. And he just screams. He's like, get out, get out, get out right now. And it's so that was funny. A very, like, we say a lot that these kind of jokes are kind of old school jokes. But that felt like a very, like, Three Stooges gag. Where it's like, the thing that... <laughs> very good. I That was probably my second favorite one. I thought... Again, the delivery from Alan Alda was great when he was just like so fed up and just screamed get out at these guys. It was it was fantastic. And uh, I also want to mention the last scene of the show when Hawkeye is moving back in to the swamp and Trapper's like, but you moved out like this is my place now. Just their whole interactions there. I there's a lot of jokes in the show that like are. Uh, I don't want to say, like, gay jokes between them, because it's not really what it is, but there's a lot of jokes about how Hawkeye and Trapper are, like, in love or, like, married or mm -hmm. they're, like, kissing each other all the time. And it's not, like, it's not, like, gay jokes. It's just very, like, we're very comfortable with each other. And I, I like their vibe, like, their kind of bromance vibe with each other. Yeah. Where, like, they, they can make jokes about kissing each other, and they both, like, kind of get it of, like, we we know what we're comfortable with and what we aren't. Like, that's just a very, like, genuine kind of, like, comfortable, non-toxic dude relationship thing. Yeah, I agree. They're always, like, you know, I, I love, I think I said in one of the very first episodes that I always love when characters who are very close, like, there's jokes about them being together, even though, like, they would never be together. I just always find that so funny, like pretending that someone's a married couple or suggesting that someone's a married couple. I think it's really, I yeah. think it's cute and fun. It's probably one of my favorite comedy duo kind of jokes that you could make. Yeah. You know you have a good duo when you can joke about them being like a couple and mm -hmm. just them both kind of shrugging it off because they're both like kind of know who they are. For sure. Hey, since we don't have trivia this week, we thought it'd be fun to give the mic over to our friend Jacob for a quick review. If you have any thoughts on MASH or this podcast in general, please contact the show at one of the links in the description. We would love to hear from you. 
Hello, Ethan and Vanessa. It is about time that I have come back to contribute to Mashmouth in a different way. This episode is called Sticky Wicket. As you all know, it's about Hawkeye becoming more of a humble man, if anything. I feel like his ego actually does become defeated, and it is rightfully deserved for Hawkeye to go through it. Especially after poking fun at the other surgeons. It's like an early house MD if you're really gonna go that far. He does not necessarily back down, but he does lay off his normal routine. And we see a side of Hawkeye that we don't really see elsewhere. One that is more serious, less joking, and definitely an improvement over a uh, other certain episode that this podcast has talked about, which I unfortunately had to introduce my girlfriend to first and did not realize. With that said, really great episode. I personally feel Ethan and Vanessa, I hope you think the same. And please keep on keeping on this podcast. Have a mashtastic day. So, just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Riobalkal for being our technical consultant, Melissa, my sister, for cover art, and of course, our listeners, thank you so much. Our music, social media, and contacts for the show are listed in the description, as always. And until next time, hide your poker winnings under your boss's pillow. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone. <laughs>